Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of your favorite podcast, Hindsight is Horrifying. I'm Jason Mitchell and I'm here with my co-host, Darth Jader. And tonight we are continuing down the path of scary movies. Uh, especially scary tonight, uh, at least uh, oh, my, yeah, my co-host found it to be very scary. Uh, this is, of course, another of our It's, or no, sorry, That's Horror Like It, ah. uh, Halloween Movie Month extravaganza. Tonight, we are doing a fairly recent movie. This is only, I think, six years old? Yep, 2013. Something. Yeah, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Based on a True Story story, and you can't hear, <laughs> you can't hear my air quotes, uh, Gene, what have I told you about air quotes? <laughs> not, not to, to do, do them. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we are talking about The Conjuring. And uh, Darth, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit before I start, you know, ranting and raving about based, <laughs> based on a true story. Yeah, because I know you've got a lot to say about this movie as well. But listeners, uh, before I get into my synopsis, which will be very different from our guests, uh, and you'll understand why in a moment. Let me introduce our very special guest. We've got another relative of mine in the studio today. Her name is Brandy. Hi. Hello, hey Brandy. hello. Thank you for joining us in the studio for this spooktacular event, Thanks The Conjuring. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're excited. And uh, we're sipping on our coffees and stuff and getting all excited. So that's awesome. Uh, uh, Brandy, I know I was texting you a little bit while we watched this movie. Uh, so basically what happened, listeners, we know at this point that your beloved Darth is an absolute chicken and she hates scary things. And so far with the movie choices that we've had, I haven't had to deal with too much scary stuff minus uh, shivers, which horrified yeah, yeah. me <laughs> we've, we've on a different ha- level. Yeah, we've seen things that scared us just in a different way. Yes. And that's a great way. That's a diplomatic way <laughs> yeah, of phrasing yeah. it. But uh, this particular movie... I've been teased so many times, Brandy, because I take so many notes for each and every episode, no matter what the movie is, TV show, regardless. Um, You'll see in my very special notebook that is normally covered with red ink for first viewings, I just wrote the word nope (laughs) in huge red letters, and I'll take a picture for the show notes. See, I didn't say it this time. I know. It's just a running joke at this point. But that's got to be in there, though. Yeah. It's just too good not to be in there. (laughs) I will add it. Uh, So, yeah, I I was actually so scared that I waited for Josh to come home so I could cling to him like a little koala bear and make sure I wasn't going to die while I watched this movie because it scared the lights out of me. And I was so scared that I, honest to God, can't really tell you what it's about. It seems like Amityville Horror meets The Exorcist. Well, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, it is a story that is based on the the tales of a, a pair of very famous paranormal investigators. Yes. Uh, or demonologists, uh, which one point I do want to bring up is... Y- in the movie, somebody says, what do they call you? And Ed Ghostbusters. Warren, well, no, Ed Warren's, you know, well, they've called us demonologists in a, yeah, you we called prefer you, supernatural you, investigators. Yeah, you called yourself that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it is about, uh, they write a, their own press releases, Morty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, the mm-hmm. very famous, uh, paranormal investigators who are now both passed away. Um, Ed passed away some time ago. Uh, Lorraine Warren passed away not terribly long ago. Um, and, uh, this is based on the, uh, the Annabelle case. Yes. So, um, why don't we let Brandy tell us a little bit about this movie? Cause she picked it. Uh, and Brandy, what's your take on this movie? What's it about? And why do you love it so much? Why did you pick it for this particular episode? Well, you, 
as you know, I had a difficult time choosing what yes <laughs> what I was gonna pick. I was badgering her on uh, Messenger Talk the other night, and Josh was like, "Do you know how I know you're talking to your girl cousins on the phone?" I was like, "Tell me." He goes, "You start a lot of your sentences with girl. Let me tell you." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's accurate." So. I was like, we hadn't caught up in a while, so that's probably why. But so, please continue. I chose it. I had a difficult time choosing between something kind of funny and campy because I know mm-hmm. that Jade doesn't really care for super scary movies, and I do I'm not. sure to her that this is pretty scary. Oh my! I, God. Yes, I don't find a lot. Like I don't find a whole lot that actually scares me, but I find especially things that are based on. True stories. Quote, unquote, true stories. Quote, quote, yeah. Well, well, and and I just want to point out, so this is supposedly based on a true story. There's a crawl in the beginning of the movie where it talks about the Warrens, and it describes this as a case they've kept locked away until now. Right. So it's a based on a true story movie that begins with a bald-faced lie. Because I heard about this case and the Warrens' involvement in it um, over 20 years ago. Really? Yeah, it, it hasn't been kept under lock and key. I mean, there were pictures... I think one of the first pictures of anything spooky I saw on the internet was actually a picture of the doll in their quote unquote museum. I think I may have found something in my research because I I did do some research so I would have something to mention, but it sounds like they sort of twisted the crawl because it looks like it was a work in progress for 20 years. The movie, not the releasing of the actual story. So it says there was an actual bidding war for the movie that was between six different studios before and after uh, the fact of the fate and all the facts came out. Uh, but yeah, apparently that was why it was a 20 year mm. in the making sort of a thing. Uh, okay, maybe. Um, but anyway, yeah. So let so carry on though. We, we you know, let, uh, I'm going to try not to keep. Yeah, don't let Jason the... steamroll you, Brandon. Oh, keep talking. No, you're completely fine. <laughs> so um, I pretty much chose it just because I have watched a lot of well all of the movies basically that have to do with the warrens and of course the conjuring was the first one but you can tell you know in the beginning of the movie where it automatically leads into annabelle because they're you know talking to the group of the younger girl the two roommates about the the doll and what's happened and everything and then totally skips over all of that and then goes Strictly to the case of the family and the house that's supposedly possessed by the witch and all of that. But upon watching this movie originally, and then, of course, I had to look up everything about them and realizing (laughs) that they had also done investigations on the Amityville horror case, which is... All you know, quotation up. marks. <laughs> yeah. Quotation marks, you know, true story but or Ryan whatever. Reynolds was in the remake. Well, you know, and I think the Amityville horror is one of the reasons why I'm a bit, uh, you know. Skeptical. Well, I, it's it's beyond skeptical because I used to be really big into this stuff and I still love it. I mean, I, I watch all the documentaries and, uh, you know, I'm still fascinated by it. Yeah, because uh, Brandy, you don't know this. Our listeners do. I believe that Jason grew up in a haunted yeah, house. Yeah, I, I, I grew up in a house that had a lot of very bizarre, strange things happen. Um, but the Amityville Horror was always sort of like this gold standard. It was the most terrifying movie I ever saw whenever I was a kid mm-hmm. because it was quote unquote true. The Brolin version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the original. Yeah, yeah. the 1970 something version. And good version. Yeah, <laughs> the good one. Yeah. Um, and when you, when you start digging into the case, uh, not as a kid, but as somebody who's actually looking into it and you realize there's so many contradictions in it, there's so many things that are obviously just made up that the case 
really becomes something you look at and you go, I, I really don't have any confidence that any of it actually happened. So you guys, what is the story? Because I, I was not joking when I said I was so scared that, because once the dog died, I was out. And it, this, and it only got worse from there. Yeah, and the dog dies in like the first 10 minutes. And uh, so I, what's the story of Annabelle? What's the, what is the backstory? Because I was so scared. I don't remember what the movie was about. Well, basically what they were, you know, what led up. Annabelle was kind of just like, I guess, an introduction and maybe an introduction to a future movie. And you hop in on this because you seem to like have a lot more knowledge backstory than, than I do. Yeah, Annabelle... Uh, the the actual case that it's that it's based on um, was a case uh, um, that centered around a Raggedy Ann doll. Okay. Um, which which is not what this doll looked like in the movie. Not. She looked like she survived several fires. She's well, and a throwing yeah. in a swamp. <laughs> That's another reason why the movie kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's okay. Well, this actual story was about a Raggedy Ann doll, but we're not going to do a Raggedy Ann doll. We're going to go out and deliberately make something that looks terrifying. The reason that the story was scary was because this kid had this doll and the mother would notice. And there are elements in the beginning of the movie where they, where she's describing things that happened. And those are from the story that I recall, you know, with, she would, uh, you know, she would put the doll on the kid's bed and she would cross its arms and then she would go out and she'd come back and the arms would be uncrossed or vice hmm. versa, stuff like that. And then the doll started moving and then really weird things, uh, objects started just appearing in the house. So elf um, on the shelf, but demonic. Well, it's, a, it, it's funny you say that because one of the things that appeared out of nowhere, and I'm not making this up, they might have been, uh, was a chocolate boot that like showed up and, and you know, I think the, the interpretation of that was that, well, the demon picked something so utterly random that nobody could have said, Oh, well, you know, Oh, that's my chocolate boot. I, I left it there. You right. Know? And, <laughs> like you do. Uh, <laughs> chocolate. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. but let's, but we're not talking about reality. We're talking about a movie. Yes. And, and I will say it's got two big things going for it in my book, which one is Patrick Wilson. I'm a huge fan of Patrick Wilson. Me too. And the other is Ron Livingston. And Oh, I love, I yeah, love him, yeah. One, I love, everyone loved Ron Livingston. But the other thing is that Ron Livingston in this movie looks exactly like my dad when he was that age. My dad <laughs> I think most this, dads look like that during my, this particular Same hair year. color, same hairstyle, really? even the face. I mean, it looked like it, the, he looks like he could be playing my dad from 1970. Blah, 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 Down blah. to like the Walter White moccasin shoes. <laughs> All of it. The <laughs> whole amazing. nine yards. Yeah. Well, see, and this is where the movie really lost track with me because uh, they have the dog, this collie dog that looks like Lassie out in the yard. And she's clearly trying to tell her humans, hey, bark, this house is haunted. Bark, I'm going to be dead by morning. Bark. (laughs) And golly, if she isn't, just. So (laughs) they wake up and I was like, Josh, if I woke up. First of all, Millie wouldn't be sleeping outside on a chain. I know it was the 70s, but still, if I woke up and Millie had died mysteriously and I couldn't tell, like, not of an animal attack or being hit by a car, like, if I couldn't tell why my dog had just suddenly died, that would be, I'd be out. All right, we're selling the house. Got to go. Let's rent an apartment in town. You have to because, uh, not the paranormal thing, but we actually had a guy in that same house that that I lived in that was haunted. Uh, There was, it was in a really kind of crappy part of town. There was a, a trailer park right across the, the bayou from us. Mm-hmm. 
And there was a guy there who his hobby was um, killing dogs. And he actually murdered one of our dogs. He poisoned. Yeah, a German Shepherd. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh no. I was I, I was I was in college before my parents actually told me the true story. Because when I was a kid, it was What the, did they tell you happened to it? Well, the dog ran away. Uh, and then my dad actually found it and oh God. and they had found and it was dead and, and took it to a vet and the vet confirmed what happened. And they never told me that though. They just said, Well, we, we, we found him and you know, he was he was dead, but it looks like he he was probably sick, and that's why he ran off. Because animals will do that. They sometimes. hide under the porch or what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it was. How do you explain to your little kid that there's that kind of evil in the world where right, somebody just yeah. uses their spare time that, to murder that a guy, dog? That guy ended up uh, dead. I hope. Well, he he had the crap beaten out of him by some people. Um, his place, the the trailer that he lived in, was mm-hmm. actually set on fire. Yay! Um, and maybe he, he was in it. and and he vanished um, suddenly, and and that was all anyone ever heard. And if you live by the bayou, I mean, you never know. There were lots of things there that would eat you. Yeah, yeah, so plenty of them. If you wound up in the bayou, there yeah. was a good chance you were. I'm not saying out he was it. killed, but I am saying, but I am pretty sure that that people in the area took it upon themselves to make you know make it very clear you need to go. Well, it's like a killer whale syndrome. When they find a threat in their neighborhood, they hunt it down and kill it. Like if they think a shark is trying to hunt their children or whatever, that's what they'll do. So maybe that they were just going killer whale pod on the guy. <laughs> Who knows? But back to the movie, uh, despite the fact that I, I'll never understand this. I know that horror movies are just wide, widely popular and people love going to the theater to be scared and stuff. But uh, this was one of the most successful horror movies of all time, apparently. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it just, was. It had a budget of just about like $20 million, but it, it was like one of the top rankings, and it, it did great in the box office. So I I don't know. That's kind of amazing to me, considering it's got, uh, you know, like I said, it's kind of Amityville meets... Yeah, it, it's a surprising, and, you know, not to, you know, I like horror movies. I, yeah, I'm a fan of horror movies, but even being a fan of horror movies watching this, it's a surprisingly good film. Just from a film standpoint. Okay. And I think part of that is, you know, the actors. Uh, the, the people in the movie are genuinely good. Um, particularly um, the the Warrens and the um, uh, the parents. The, right. the, the parents, um, whose name is Perrin. Um, the, <laughs> oh, you know, and not to interrupt you, Jason, but we're, we've gotten on our second sign of weirdness here. Because, the first of all, the dog dies. Yeah. Uh, mysteriously. And the mom, like... It, it, kind of the same time realizes that she's got these really gnarly bruises on her. Like, and at first she thinks, you know, the dad got a little rough with her or something when they were sleeping together the night before. And she's like, what'd you do to me? And he was like, uh, not that. (laughs) So it's, you've got these, these strange little things that are just starting to pop up. You know, and that, that's one thing that I want to say that I really liked about the movie is that it doesn't include a lot of stuff that movies like this typically would include, which would be like, in almost every horror movie like this, at some point you would have mom and dad yelling at each other because they're being driven crazy by all these horrible things happening. Right. And it's not in there. It's like it, it it does focus pretty exclusively on what the what's, par- actually, yeah, what's happening. actually happening. There's the little thing with, you know, Ed being like, oh, I won't let Lorraine do this because I'm afraid I'll lose her. And it's like, well, you know, we... We know she doesn't die. We know she's going to be fine. Right. She, she outlived Ed by like, you know, um, she and lived long enough to completely destroy her reputation by being a regular on Paranormal State. Well, apparently she started her cameos early because she had a cameo in this movie. 
yeah, uh, I didn't spot it, but I'm that that makes sense. I didn't either, but and this is what's infuriating about the article in front of me. It says the woman that went through the harrowing process of the true story was indeed asked to play a part in the film. It wasn't that involved, but it was more than enough to realize who she was. And guess what? I didn't. So. Yeah, does it, it does it say in there? No, I, it doesn't specify. That's what's infuriating about it. Huh. I haven't ever spotted her. Oh, that's and interesting. I knew that she supposedly made a cameo appearance, but okay. I, I don't yeah. know who she was in it. And some, the sign, the, the, the sign is authentic. The sign on Annabelle's, uh, you know, glass case is authentic. But the, the whole thing... Yeah, the, the the raggedy. If you see a picture of the raggedy Ann doll on the internet, it's got the you know absolutely no do not open. Oh wow! Sign on it. Um, I always wanted to go to that museum. You know, um, I'm sure they'll be selling tickets soon. After well, passing. yeah, I, I I wonder if I it's probably still open. Um, I'm sure they had an organization. You know, wait, what a, museum are we talking? They about? they had a, a museum. This whole thing that you're seeing on in the movie, where they have all the artifacts from different exhibits. Oh, the Warrens actually had a real museum. Yeah, and it was a museum, which is another thing that always made people think. Well, wait a minute, you have this, and in the movie, Ed Warren is like, well, you know, it's like, you know, we keep the guns here, not on the street. You know, they'll. You know, we can't destroy them. Can't but we'll, have them haunting other yeah, nice, but we'll, nice families. Yeah, but we'll keep them here. No, make sure you don't touch that, you know. But you have a museum where people can come in and gawk at them. And potentially that, touch them and get cursed. Yeah, that doesn't just, make any sense. But just sense. take them to Curse Purge Plus. So like, yeah, 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 Rick will yeah. help you out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a doll that'll let you live forever, but it'll make you kill your kids. <laughs> oh, super. For twenty nine ninety five, I can get rid of the part where it'll make you kill your kids. And then um, you'll have a nice doll. Yeah. <laughs> and also in the movie, though, that's one thing that's different is because the museum's in their home mm-hmm. in, the, in the movie and yeah. under lock and key. So I don't know. They may not at the time, maybe the museum was just stuff in their home. Maybe right. it wasn't like the actual, because I, I'm trying to remember the name the, the something paranormal society that they, New England, New England paranormal society, I think was theirs. I mean, it may have started in their home, which would have, you know, contributed to yeah. the lore. But um, also, I don't think Ed Warren ever had guns like Patrick Wilson has in this movie. Uh, which probably not. It, it's 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 sort of like a beautiful mind all over again, where it's like, you know, <laughs> Russell Crowe, the the ripped mathematician. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, he's got to have muscles. We've yeah. got to draw in the feminine crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the home is still pretty famous. Uh, like up until The Conjuring was released to theaters, the home where the happenings occurred, uh, it had been like kind of quiet and sleepy. But then after the movie came out, there were all these incidences of like there was a slew of robberies and a whole well, bunch yeah, of vandalism yeah. to the point where the homeowners sued the sued the movie makers and producers because it, it kind of ruined their lives. Well, I you know... I can kind of see that, um, you know. It's like, it, thanks it, for drawing attention to what was once my haven. I'm, well, <laughs> my you, life is ruined. Yeah, and that's one of the things that always makes me very skeptical about these. Is you'll you'll hear things about like these houses, and it's like you know the house in the ha- in in the Conjuring or the Amityville Horror or uh, tons of other ones. And you go and you you look into it, and nine times out of ten, you find that other people are living in that house today, and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. They don't nothing. have a yeah. single issue with it. Yeah, nothing, absolutely nothing at all. Nobody's um, dog died. Nobody's cat was strung up from a tree. Nothing, right. nothing crazy like that. Yeah, and see, and that's the thing with Lorraine is that, you know, she has her visions. Yeah. But I've seen enough of her on TV having visions that are, I'm not. Pretty much on-demand visions. <laughs> uh, you know, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to just be that guy who says she was just lying her ass off. And I'm not saying that. I'm not saying she was lying her ass off. But I am saying that. 
I personally don't believe right in the truth of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the factiness of it. Oh, there we go. That's a pretty, you know, common horror movie trope, the static on the television. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the 70s. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was back the, when static was a thing. Yeah, static happened. Um, it, um, yeah, but uh, the, the movie, again, getting away from the truth of it, I do like the way it's shot. I like the fact that it feels like a horror movie from the 70s. Yeah, the camera work was great on yeah. this movie. There's not a lot of gore, uh, no. which is a plus for me. I'm not a big fan of gore. Um, it's a pretty tame movie. In I'm a, just a really big chicken. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look, scary movies can be, t- by, by tame, I mean, you know, it's, there's no It nudity. doesn't overcompensate yeah. with stuff that yeah. doesn't tell the story. Yeah. I like the fact that it didn't take 20 minutes to get into the fact that you knew something was going on because with a lot of movies, horror movies, especially, they'll drag out a little bit. Well, it's almost like they want to build, they want you to be invested in the character. So they show you how, how happy the young couple is with their pretty children and their, their happy dog. And well, it feels formulaic at that point. No, it does. It's like, you know, okay, we've seen this a thousand times. Well, that's why I, I agree with you, Jason, where it didn't have those usual distractions where it's like, oh, is the, maybe the father's beating the mom. Like you, right. you never yeah. think that about Ron Livingston in this, yeah. in this movie. No, you, and he's genuinely, he's nice the whole time. And I don't know how, because he's married yeah. to a woman and they have five girl yeah. children. And I don't know about you, Brandy, but I would rip my damn hair out if that were I would have case. thrown them in the cellar and boarded it back up. Yeah, I would have just been like, yo, my wife is possessed and she's killing them all? Great. Oh, well, I think, I, I think at first he would probably just be hopeful that the ghost was a guy because <laughs> then he'd at least have another guy to hang out with. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, it's another, oh, it's a, it's a chick? Oh, uh, no, 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 not doing this. We're not bringing another woman in the house. Nope. Even <laughs> the dog was a girl. Her name was Sadie. And I'm just like, this poor guy is I am like getting swimming in, my in the truck, estrogen ocean. And I'm driving to Florida and I don't care if it's half my rate. And nope. that's you, the only time that they deal with that. And yeah. I appreciated that. It's like, we're poor established. Yeah. <laughs> and you get it. Yeah. Uh, but you, I think the dad does appreciate those little vacations cause he's a trucker. So he obviously spends long amounts of time on the road and he's like, Oh, half my rate, but totally worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not been this exactly. quiet in yeah. months. Well, yeah. it's funny how it didn't affect him. It was only the women in the house as well. Cause you know, he, he would hear things and see things, but he definitely wasn't possessed or yeah. he didn't disappear like the little girl did, you know, and yeah. all of that. But he was just like the rock of right. the family yeah. pretty much. And I, I appreciated him because he, he would just charge in and even though he couldn't see what was happening because you it once again it's not like the typical horror movie where it's like Sally are you really seeing these things or yeah, are you just exactly, making it up yeah. like no the parents yeah. they're concerned about the kids the entire time and I liked that too. I'm glad you said that because that was something that I thought of uh, while watching the movie. There's mm-hmm. none of that, which is so, oh, you know, oh, come on. There's no guy. What are you talking about? A ghost, you well, crazy woman. You, you're nuts. You're just being an idiot, stupid woman. Yeah. And the mom rolls with it uh, in a, in a mom kind of way where she's like, oh, we're playing with your imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And then mm-hmm. she sees something in the little mirror in the jewelry box or uh, yeah. what is it? Jack in the box. I don't, like Changes I said, everything. Oh yeah. God. And that's when you see that the imaginary friend is real and oh and the birds flying into the house what was what was the reason for that why were the birds i don't actually i don't remember why were they kamikazing themselves 
I don't think it ever said in the movie exactly why they were doing that, but you can see, you know, further on into the movie, <laughs> at, towards the end, that there's all of those birds that are just like kind of flying around and yeah, it was breaking del- out windows. And there was a deleted scene where he's like, "Why did it knock three times? Oh, it's taunting you. Oh, well, why is it three oh seven? Oh, well, it's it's insulting the Trinity. Why did the birds fly into the house? That birds are I don't stupid. Know. <laughs> right? Birds are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy flying rats. But and I I do like this too because it in the Amityville the whole deal of it is that like Brolin it is this single handsome guy who almost it, they make it seem like he took pity on his wife by marrying her because they he married a woman with a bunch of children yeah and they're like oh he's such a great awesome husband and in this there's none of that like no. there's none of that tackiness going on where it's like we don't need all this extra exposition yeah. they're just a happy family like it we don't need all this all this extra tie-in it, they, they just enjoy each other's company how about that yeah and it it, it benefits from the fact that it's not like uh, those god-awful paranormal activity movies where oh, i hate every one of them yeah i've well, never I been able to watch, watch one well i don't think they would scare you because that what's here what scares you in paranormal activity is nothing happens nothing happens nothing happens a chair moves <laughs> and it's accompanied with this incredibly loud sting you know the bong, bong, yeah. you know and so you jump. it's more startling it's, yeah it's not, yeah it's all kind of startled. like final destination yeah it's all startle oh man brandy have you ever seen my dad jump 40 feet in the air you would if you had gone to see final destination with him cuz oh, really? he was pretty jumpy during that movie especially when that girl gets hit by the Mack truck in the middle of the street i was sitting in, right next the, to him he almost the logs on he, the back of the truck no 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 uh the girl's uh, breaking up with her boyfriend and she walks into oh. the road and she turns around she's like i hope you drop dead and then a semi like just smashes her what five of those now? Uh, yeah, like yeah, they're, they're hard to differentiate. Yeah. I only ever saw the first one, so I don't know. But I do, I do know better than to stay behind a log truck. Uh, from exactly. what my friends have said or about let your sequel. water bottles roll in the floor. I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's that. I think that was the one with the truck with the logs on the back of it. Ooh, Lordy. Like, yep. Yeah, never, never drive behind those. No. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah yeah I, yeah yeah. There's a reason why those guys can't get insurance. Well, um, Brian yeah. Regan's got a great joke about log trucks. He's like, I was on the interstate once and there was a log truck going in my direction. And then I saw one going in the opposite direction. And I was like, wait a minute. So if they need logs over there <laughs> oh, and they I need guess. them yeah. from where I was coming from, like you'd think a phone call would have saved a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> but yeah. Different so logs. less log trucks. Come on, make a phone call. But yeah. So now... Uh, what is this variation of hide and seek? I, I was that about playing? to I was about to ask you about that. I've never seen hide and seek played like this before, where I, where it's the person seeking is going to hurt themselves. Yeah, we. <laughs> it's like injure the person seeking. It's like really hardcore hide and seek. It's like Marco Polo, but with sharp edges, like it, yeah. or stairs. Yeah, yeah. Stairs. waiting for her to fall down the stairs. Yeah, yep. I think rule number one of this game would be only play it on the ground floor. Yes, and to t- to tell yeah. our listeners what ha- what is happening uh the seeker is blindfolded and then they're feeling around the house and they have to, they get like a certain amount of claps to find the person that they're seeking so it, it like i said it's like marco polo you yell out clap and the person claps for you so you're drawn to the sound of wherever they're hiding yeah but yeah so obviously they they use this I guess that the blindfold had to be implemented to get some other scary moments because things are happening around yeah. the mom in the house yeah. while she's yeah. blindly walking around like, where are my daughters? And right. It's like, oh, your house is haunted, Mrs. Barron. Well, yeah. And then, okay, so it, okay, well, it wasn't in that scene. It's in a later scene when the thing jumps from the dresser 
uh, the like possessed thing jumps on the mom. Yeah, right? something like that. And I still don't actually know what the hell that was. Like, I st- that's the thing. I actually still don't really know. <laughs> What the movies have, like? See, maybe we're having that experience yeah. where, like, years <laughs> from now, you and I will be. What was that syndrome or whatever where uh, we were talking about it on Marie's? Are you afraid of the dark? Where it's like she could remember this specific oh, episode the man, the of man, Are you, the Mandela Effect. Yes, the Mandela yes. Effect, where we're like, I remember this movie. Oh, the Denzel movie, Fallen. Oh yeah. Okay. All I right, I said it. that on the episode, and I wasn't sure if I was right. So I finally is that the one with the touch. Yeah, where uh, the demon is possessing, yes. and yeah, and it can it lives in its host, and then if the host dies, it has to inhabit somebody else within like three minutes, or it goes back to hell or mm-hmm. dies or something, and then the big twist ending. Yeah, so that was that one, but um, yeah, with the Mandela effect, Brandy, if you if you're not familiar with this, is like. Our friend Marie was like, I remember this specific episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was called this, but she can't find it anywhere now. I've had my boyfriend and I have a lot of conversations about this, like the Berenstain Bears. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, that's, that's what, what we have. Yeah. And the Chick-fil-A logo. Yeah. There's something something with the Chick-fil-A logo we were yeah, talking there's, about one time. There, there's a bunch of them, of examples of it. There's uh, like the, the Pikachu's tail. People, one group of people remember it one way and another. Isn't it a lightning bolt? Um, I'd have to. I'd have He's to a little it lightning red. The, the the one that always gets me is the Berenstein Bears, and yes. how they've never in this timeline ever been called the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, they've never been called that. But that's I've always called them that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there there are very good explanations for why that is the case. You know, why you remember it one way, but it was actually the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still intriguing, and I mean, I've told you my Ed Herman story. That, you know, there was that series that was narrated by Ed Herman that to this day, I can find no evidence that that series ever existed. Well, that happened to me with it, with Adam Darby's It, because uh, I remember seeing this movie when I was a little girl where this creature or demon or whatever could sort of kill you with its shadow. And it would occasionally turn into a clown as memory serves. But one person was walking down an alley and the the shadow turned into a T-Rex. It's a, it's a very low budget uh, horror movie. Well, all, yeah, all it was a shadow, shadow puppet. Yeah. <laughs> but it turned into a T-Rex and ate the person when they were walking down the alley. And for whatever reason, I linked that to it because there was a clown involved somewhere. Wait, was that in Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I think you've asked me this before and I'm really not sure because I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Unless I'm, like I said, a Mandela effect. So it's it's just messing with me. Yeah. But yeah. So what else is going on in this movie? Where so the mom keeps waking up with mysterious bruises. Yeah, things accelerate. Yeah, yeah. as as they are wont to do. Um, and you know the Warrens are sort of on the periphery of it, and then they get dragged into the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ed's. You know, the, the movie portrays it as though Ed was like, no, no, you know, don't want to deal with it. There's a logical explanation for it. You know, and Lorraine's, you know, the. Empath- We've got to help. These yeah, people. she's the empathetic one. You know, we have to help. We have to help. You know, um, what if it were me? Like she guilted him into it somehow. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's like you said, Jason, because he said some like she loses a piece of her with every investigation, apparently. It sort of takes a little bit away from her. I don't know. That's I, what her husband said. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but he actually cares about her. So eh, maybe whatever. every maybe every exorcism takes a piece out of her. I would know? imagine. It, but it I takes will, a lot of energy. I will say, like one, a Horcrux. Yeah. One thing. <laughs> one thing though about the you know the the whole because the story is basically like the witch possesses someone and then makes that someone kill their kid. Yeah. And and that's 
what in by the end of the movie you realize like oh that's what it's about that's that's the actual you know well mechanism the, the backstory seems to be like eight generations of families lived and died in the house before the parents ever moved in Andrea Perrin at some point suggests that like spirits from the families never left so uh, the deaths include two documented suicides a poisoning death the rape and murder of an 11 year old girl two drownings and the passing of four men who froze to death well that's a lot of death it's a lot of deaths it, it is um interesting connection to this movie um my uh my parents bought a piece of land in mississippi years and years and years ago <clears throat> and it was you know it was it was very uh wildernessy um there was a house there mm-hmm. um but it was mainly just overgrown with trees and stuff in the process of cleaning the uh of clearing it out they found a tombstone um which is not a well, you know, in the country, it's not that unusual. Well, because you kind of had to have them ready because they, they weren't exactly on right. order, right? Yeah. So. Well, and, and, you know, people, you know, there wasn't a cemetery necessarily. Yeah, you had to town. bury you your own relatives. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's but, what I meant. You had to have them kind of at the ready. <laughs> but the, the, the tombstone told the story of a woman who had murdered all five of her children. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think the the way the tombstone was was the way it read was you know she went mad and she she murdered her five children, um, and it you know that was there wasn't much else on there and so that we presume that the children are buried right there also. Upon doing further research, it was actually it was exactly what uh, was written there. It was in the late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. There was a woman whose husband. Um, was uh he was like a surveyor or something and Mm -hmm. they lived in the middle of nowhere she had five kids he was off on uh some sort of a trip probably for for work i'm assuming and she (laughs) yeah and she she shot three her three oldest kids lord and then like drowned the other two um when they found her they put her in a house in a mental hospital in jackson mississippi she somehow got out of the hospital what? and made it to a bridge and jumped into the river and killed herself. Okay. And it's an absolute true story. Oh, wow. cheery. You know? Yeah. And it's a feel good story. That's well, no, is. but, but the thing is, it's sort of like, I've always, I've always wondered, you know, okay, I'd love to have some paranormal investigators go out there. Like, okay, you want to find a place that's haunted? Go that, there. That, it's that, like that mandatory yeah. that, it would, that it would be haunted. I'll put it to you this way. If that place isn't haunted, hauntings don't exist. Exactly. Okay? If that isn't it, then nothing's going to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, you got to want... I wish there was, like, a, the opposite of a haunting where, like, I know the whole thing behind hauntings is that something horrendous happened to the point where such a bad energy field was left behind that... The hauntings take place. What what would be the opposite of that? Like, what's something that's like so- a really groovy guy dies, <laughs> and so like the house he lives is just like this really groovy, laid back place, like- almost like a Casper situation where <laughs> yeah. he was he died doing what he loved. He was chasing his ball, and he got smacked <laughs> yeah. by a truck. Oh, but God. then, but then he's a nice ghost. So it's like 
I'll hang out with you. You're kid friendly. Like Casper's messed up. <laughs> that whole, that's one of those no, things. I'm, I'm talking that, about his mentality, not not that story around him. Yeah, but, just, but do you ever think about that when you were a kid? Did it ever cross your mind as a kid? Like, wait a minute, Casper's dead. They murdered a baby within like you know five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, like, was, it was it was terrible. That's a dead kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I don't care if he's friendly. Well, it's just like Beetlejuice. The Maitlands die in the first eight minutes of the movie, yeah. and you're just like, oh, why? Yeah, especially because that dog pulls the acme moment and steps off the bridge and then they fall to their death into the creek so i mean lots of movies start out that way unfortunately but this movie is now in full haunted swing where the all the uh mirrors because who doesn't hang 40 mirrors going up their stairwell that's yeah well you know they had to have something that would dramatically shatter at the bottom of the stairs yeah but the, the one thing i will point out that it was a bit of a game changer is that they do show Mrs. Perrin starting to take pills because she keeps yeah. waking up with those bruises. Yeah. The, so you're the, like, okay, so the, the pills were funny though to me because they were iron supplements. Uh, and it actually says on the bottle. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. They're iron supplements and it says, you know, like uh, the diagnosis is actually on the pill bottle. So I think it's at either iron deficiency or anemia or something like that. You'd have to assume that with all the bruises that she has. Well, no, and I thought it was funny because I'm thinking, okay, so in the 70s, did they do that? Did they actually print on the pill what you had? Like your diet. Oh, on, your, on the you know, supplement. Because it's sort of like, yeah. you know, oh, here's your prescription for anal warts. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, thank you. Well, she actually <laughs> states that too in the movie. Too. Anal warts? Um, it, no, oh. no, no, no. She didn't talk about her anal warts. Um, but she did say to, to Ed Warren that that was for her iron. Yeah, yeah. Low iron or iron deficiency or whatever. It's, gotcha. you know, and... See, then that takes away my theory that that was a bit of a distraction because if they're just iron supplements, yeah, then were, that's yeah. not going to do anything. So that never mind. Yeah, I, you know, as it is, it plays into you know the the movie being sort of you know okay, we're not going to because in another horror movie, that's exactly what it would have been. Yeah, she would have been taking pills and starting to hallucinate and stuff. Oh, you're not seeing ghosts; you're just taking your pills. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it it would have been very the yellow wallpaper where oh she's having bouts of hysteria. We've right. be- we better you know put her in bed forever. Right. But this is another thing I don't understand about scary movie world is that if I moved into a house mm-hmm. and I found all these mysterious crawl spaces and there was a basement that had been clearly walled up. Yeah. And it's still filled with Nothing all this bothered, ancient. Yeah. No, I would have never opened it. I would have yeah. never went down there. No, not like I wouldn't even have let Josh go down there with like a blowtorch. Just no, it's not happening. Don't do it. I, I figure I would have, you know, because the reality is, you know, you're you're a, a, a working class family. You finally can afford to buy this house, which was sort of what happened to me when I was a kid. Because my parents to this day will deny that anything ever happened in that house. Why? They will. They both deny. My both of my brothers and I are completely in agreement about shit did happen there. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of like, okay, well, you just bought this house. You don't exactly have the money to just go out and buy another house, you know. So you're stuck. You've got to deal with this, you know. Um, so there might be a sort of rationalization that goes on where you're thinking, okay, well, this stuff's happening, but I'm stuck here. I might as well just. Tell no, it's not a ghost. It's definitely not a ghost. Um, I personally would have burned the house down. Yeah, <laughs> or saged the shit out of it. Something. No, at the I, very no, least. No. Yeah, 
No, because sage is stupid. Fire works. Get get Jensen Ackles out there with Jared Padalecki, who's about to be Walker, Texas Ranger. Has anybody heard? No. Yeah. In a comedy? I can only hope. Is it it funny? I I honestly saw that and just kept on scrolling. Like, I did not click on it. So, But, yeah, so the mom is in the mysterious basement, and now she's trapped down there. Yeah. Um, And she keeps... I know the husband's away right now, but I would have called another adult human being. I would have been like, hey, somebody yeah. overnight with me. Yeah, come yeah. over here or let me and my daughters spend the night with you because weird shit is happening in my house. Yeah, yeah. I I think I probably would have. Um, first of all, there would have been a lot more lights in the house. Oh, and again, God, this, yes. is, this is today. If it was, you know, 2019, you know, and it's a lot easier to do that. Yes, this is true. Um, I, I would have, I would have figured out a way of making the house as unfriendly to ghosts as possible. Oh yeah. No, no dark crevices. No dark crevices. Yeah. None of that. Uh No, no. I'll get rid of every stick of furniture in the house if I have to. Oh yeah. You're not hiding anywhere. You know, (laughs) we'll sleep on, you know, Japanese mats and you're not, you know, (laughs) no monsters under the bed gang, nothing. Yeah. And you know, if it's like, okay, you guys sleep. One person stays awake all night with a shotgun. <laughs> you know, if that's <laughs> we take what it turns. takes. Yep. You know. We sleep in shifts. Uh, but it's a lot easier just to burn the house down. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Agreed. Um, they they kind of go with your train of thought there for a minute, Jason, because yeah. they all wind up sleeping in the in the living room. And it's a huge house, too. It's like 50,000 square feet. They constantly go into new rooms. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? it's a bigger house than I'll ever be able to afford. But yeah. well, and part of it was that they, with all the, the deaths that happen in the house, it was dirt cheap. So that's why this working class yeah. family could afford to live there just like in amityville funny how those same kind of stories overlap yeah but yeah so the mom like is kind of losing it and the sister like this weird stuff is happening with the sisters to two of the sisters share a room and one of them thinks that the other one's waking up in the middle of the night to tug on her toes and wake her up and bother her when in fact it's one of the spirits doing that right yeah um and the biggest sister she lives in the bedroom with the haunted wardrobe. Yeah. And that is not Narnia Her hiding either. in that wardrobe. Right, That's yeah. That's the witch, I guess, that's jumping down from the wardrobe. See, the I thought it was like a kid, but looking at it now, yeah, okay, I guess it is the witch. Or demon, whatever. I thought maybe it was Annabelle witch the demon. doll or something somehow, but I, like I said, when, when stuff like this jumped out at me in this movie, I'm feeling a little braver since it's light out and... We're not, there's no sound in them. Well, you can hold hands. Oh. It, it, it's, it's, isn't it <laughs> interesting me. though? Yeah. When you can't hear the, uh, the, the sounds. Oh, the, the sound the, the makes visual, almost the, every Yeah. The visuals yeah. aren't scary at all. Mm-mm. Um, there's no suspense without sound. Not really. Um, but, um, when sound is my strongest sense, like it, that's what attaches to my memory and everything. Like I always remember sounds, not, yeah. but yeah. So that's why it does. It it gets a little harrowing with the with the great music because whoever did the music is a very talented person. But so after all this stuff finally happens, and now literally everyone in the house has been somewhat touched by this haunting presence, except for the dad, as you point out, Jason. Now they try to get the Warrens involved. So it there is kind of a lot of setup, honestly. I know, Brandy, you were saying that it, it's not like, yay, we're sunshiny and happy for 40 minutes and then stuff starts to happen. Right. You you really, you jump into the hauntings and it touches each and every one of the family members more and more and more until they're like, okay, screw it. We need to call somebody for help. Yeah, and one thing that did kind of get me about this sequence where, you know, they're, the Warrens are apparently showing this footage 
very convincing footage of a man crying blood and the cross coming through his, you know, abdomen well, or it, whatever it was. Yeah, it sort of made me wonder if that really happened and there was really footage. Well, you just use that footage. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't have to pretend to be possessed you you, on television. You can just show stuff like that. Well, and they're not enacting it. I mean, they're just the scene is that they're playing the footage on a screen in a in an auditorium. Oh, and tell me if I'm wrong. The actor, you know, his name who plays Mr. Warren. Uh, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson looks like Chris Evans and Better Call Saul had a baby. Well, I was about to say, <laughs> I, I don't I don't see the Chris Evans thing. No, no but, uh, Chris but, Pratt. Chris Pratt, not Chris Evans. Sorry. Oh. Uh, Chris Pratt and Better Call Saul had a baby. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, Because yes, I, have, I have confused him f- for for Bob uh, Odenkirk really? many times. Um, well, in this movie, back in 2013, six years ago, he was a bit, bit of a younger man, so maybe... Yeah. But that's where I'm getting the Chris Pratt. I'm like, yeah, he's he's. Uh, so the first thing I ever saw him in was uh, Watchmen, uh, and he was really good in Watchmen. Alongside Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, the love of my life. And uh, he's in the new the Midway movie that's coming out. Okay. Um, which you know, uh, he's also on all of the Insidious movies too. Yeah. Another another movie I'm sure you've not seen, Jay. Nope, I sure <laughs> as hell haven't. Because yeah. Insidious, what was that one again? What were those about? It was about the kid and astral projection and entering into another realm and um, having a medium come in and work with the family. And the dad actually in that one was one of the um, people that were possessed or being taken over or whatever. Uh, but no. And it was Patrick Wilson. His name was Patrick Wilson. Oh, wait, wrong movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Well, so, okay, you know, I mean, he's in it, so, you know, that would... Must be legit. Yeah, I'm still not going to see it. <laughs> yeah, horror movies just, I haven't seen a good, enjoyable... This, actually, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, I really was expecting to go into it and not care for it a bit. Um, but, you know, the performances, the way it's shot, everything, you know, um, and the fact that the Warrens... You know, say what you will about them. They are they were interesting people. Oh, yeah. I mean, they had a great story. But uh, some of my research yielded that some people were just as scared of this movie as I am. Because apparently the film was given an R rating mm-hmm. due to simply how frightening it was. Like the filmmakers tried to tried to push that down to a PG-13 rating and asked for the ratings for the board for clarification on that. And they were like, no, the MPAA was like, no, there's absolutely nothing you can cut from this movie that would make it PG-13. And that that doesn't surprise me at all because this movie just terrifies me. Well, but like, and he pointed out, usually an R rating would be nudity or um, sex or drug use or blood. And there's not really anything like that in this film at all. Usually, it's still that terrifying. Yeah, for most horror movies, they they would put a single nude scene in it just to get the R rating. Right. Because there was, you know, that was always the idea of, well, if it's a horror movie and it's not rated R, how scary could it be? Yeah. You know, um... It, uh, you know, it is tame in that regard, which is a good thing. It's kind of light on the jump scares. It doesn't do, the, the jump scares are in there. But see, that's, I think that's good that they're a little sparse on it because. Yeah, I hate jump scares. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. And the less they happen, the more intense they are each time to me. Right. Like, you know, with like we said with um, Final Destination, there's a jump scare almost every 10 seconds right. by the end yeah. of that damn franchise. So, yeah. it, but this one. 
I don't know. This movie this movie is great, but like I said, I was so scared. It just I couldn't pay attention to it. That's how like invested I was, but then my brain just like skipped over all the material toward the end. Well, at a certain point, I mean, I think the movie's too long. Okay. Um, cuz it's it's right at 2 hours. Is it really? Yeah, if I remember correctly, it's like an hour and 50 or something like that. Um gotcha. I I think that's too long. I think they could have trimmed it a bit. Oh, for sure. Um you know, yeah, yeah, that's a minor quibble. Um I I think for me personally, um as a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. it works really well because it does have a great mood and a great sort of spooky ambiance uh-huh. to it the whole time. And it's not cheesy. It never gets into a cheese ball. Area no, it where, doesn't. Where you're just rolling your eyes and going, oh, give me a break. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, the whole ending thing where the exorcism, after a while, you've seen enough exorcisms in movies that it's, oh, it's. There's a it. really strong wind for a second. Uh, it's indoors. all the same stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. There was. There wasn't any spider action in this one where she no. bends her body and goes down, goes no. down the but stairwell. There was vomit, and there's always vomit in an exorcism. Yeah, I wonder why. I like because you're like I expelling like that energy or something. Yeah, yeah where, where the chair went upside down. That was that was neat. That was you know that was that was okay. But it's sort of like okay, it's an exorcism. Let's get through this. <laughs> um, and the whole thing with the Warren's daughter, though, that Which one. Um, the girl, oh, the Warrens, the Warrens daughter, I, that just felt sort of tacked on. I honestly don't even remember what you're talking about. So what, what happened to her again? If you didn't finish the movie. No, no, I watched the whole thing. I'm just telling you, I, I I think my brain turned into a vestigial organ out of self-defense. Well, like she has the, you know, the dream about, you know, somebody sitting in the chair with Annabelle, um, the doll at Mm -hmm. the end. And it's like the. There's something, you know, like the daughter in the beginning of the movie, she sneaks into the 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 museum room. Right. And, and know, the dad's like, what are you doing yeah, in here? Yeah, just, yeah, you can't come in here. Get out know? of Georgie's room, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I have yeah. watched that scary movie. <laughs> that would have been nice if they had had like it's, you know, like his clown nose in there, you know. <laughs> that would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> you know, they have the or art. at least the magazine of Tim Curry holding life magazine yeah. surrounded by the kids. That <laughs> would have been awesome. Or, or the Ark of the Covenant, you know, with a sheet draped over it, you know. Or the uh, fetish doll from Halloween yeah. Town, oh, that, you know. <laughs> that, that's another case. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, there There should be a curtain up here. This is the adult section of, yeah. the, uh, of the museum. <laughs> I do think it's... it's uh, it was a nice touch that the actress who plays Lorraine Warren, um, Lorraine Warren dressed in a very distinctive way. Uh-huh. And that's how she dressed. Oh, was it really? Yeah. It, it, it's, she's dressed like Lorraine Warren. Like when you see that, it, as somebody who's seen her a million times, even if I didn't know what this movie was about, I would go, Oh yeah, she looks like Lorraine Warren. There you go. And apparently like Lily Taylor, the lady who played Mrs. Perrin, uh, I, that's where I got the exorcist feel. She apparently researched the exorcist to prepare for her role of being possessed. So there you go. It Talk about together. the ultimate jump scare. Um, I think we talked about this before where the actress who played the mom, Reagan's mom and the exorcist, mm-hmm. um, they, the director wanted there to be uh, a good reaction mm-hmm. um, to something that Reagan was doing when she was possessed. And that they, you know, he's like, I want you just to, you know, when it happens, you, you need to look really startled, like uh-huh. really, really startled. And she did it and was like, eh, it was okay. And so he came up with the expedient solution of getting a guy to get a shotgun and putting a blank shell in it. <gasps> and before, literally, 
they roll camera, and before he yells action, a guy sneaks up behind her with a shotgun. Oh, and so if you watch God. that, if you watch that movie, there's a scene in there where she looks a lot like somebody just, you know, uh, fired a shotgun, you oh, know, right Lord. behind her back, and that's exactly what happened. Oh wow, that's she a- had, she had partial hearing loss as a result, Jesus. and it, it ended up being a big thing. <laughs> Well, that's like you know? poor Tippy Hedren in the birds when she she was originally signed up for that movie thinking that like little stuffed animals or something were going to be thrown at her. Yeah. And then they threw live animals at her <laughs> for like a week. Yeah. And uh, that didn't happen to you. That happened to Tippy Hedren yeah. in the birds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Wait, I'm Tippy Hedren. <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> You're not supposed to get in the bath with it, Bobby. But yeah, so you, I, Jason, I can see where you can sort of cut this movie down because we're talking through it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it is a little creepo how Lorraine walks around and she, you know, she can feel the presence of the hanging girl in the tree and she's really getting the impression of the whole, the whole haunting of the house. Well, and, and the little boy, because there's the little boy ghost that likes to play tricks that disappears. The oh, one right. in the mirror. Yeah, that yeah, one was and creepy. There, and the, the maid. Yeah, I remember seeing out the maid of, in the basement. Oh, right. okay. I didn't because whenever I, I saw whenever I saw the cop have that scene where the maid's like, "Look what you made me do," you know. Oh, that. And I was okay. like, "Who the hell is that?" I thought that was like, "Is that like? Did he have a girlfriend that killed herself because of something?" And yeah, it's like, how was he tied to this? Like, it, yeah, that was that was sort or of. Or maybe odd. that's the ghosts that were like living in the house or something. I, I don't and know I because don't know. in the basement, remember, there's the lady downstairs as well. Oh yeah, see that. <laughs> The uh, Bathsheba I, I, Sherman woman? The that's who the witch. Sus- okay. That, Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Bathsheba she was, was the witch. Okay, yeah. Was suspected of witchcraft and yeah, killing daughter, an infant child. Yeah, you name your daughter Bathsheba. What the hell do you expect her? Bellatrix Lestrange. Like, yeah. it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to happen. It's like, you know. <laughs> She's going to turn out crazy. What are you, saving up for a bitch shortage? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um... So yeah, the movie itself, as far as like the narrative goes, I think it's a little, uh, it's, it's told in a way that's sort of like if the, if the Warrens were sitting telling you the story, you know, like the, that's sort of how the chronology would go, I think. But at the end of the day, it does feel a little vague as far as what exactly, you know, is going on. Cause it is a movie. They've got to wrap it up. Yeah. You know, they have to have an ending. They have to put, you know, and in the actual story, there wasn't an ending. Yeah. The, and the family lived there for a decade. Yeah. I mean, the Warrens left and they were they were expelled from the house. Uh, I think they said um, so, you know, based on a true story, except for the whole thing where it went on for 10 years after the Warrens yeah. were there. You well, know? Andrea Perrin apparently even wrote a three part book based on her experiences. It's titled House of Darkness, House of Light. Uh, the experience is written about her. They also appear in the film, so there's some crossover there. But mm. she cites the film as a work of art and not a work of fiction. Apparently, what exactly she does that it. mean? I have no <laughs> idea I because I it's would like call that art. Yeah, no, because a, it's like if these horrible things really happen to you, yeah. like how is that art? <laughs> well, and look, I I totally get the idea. Of, if something like this happens and you decide that you can make a profit from it, that's fine because you're taking it. If it really happened to you, you're taking a terrible thing and turning it and into you're turning a it into a fortune, positive. Yeah, that's fine. But it does sort of raise that specter of, are you cashing in on something 
you know, nobody can verify any of this stuff, you know? So you could, it's like I've said to people before who've claimed to be psychic. Yeah. It, it's Miss it, Cleo. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's a very simple philosophy, which is that I'm not accusing you of being a liar, but let's say hypothetically you decided to lie about being psychic. Mm-hmm. How could I prove you wrong? And if the answer is I couldn't, then I really can't take anything you say seriously. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't verify or negate anything that you're saying. So, you know, mm, yes, uh, but to see, that's what you, you have to have that faith in the mystical. Like, I suppose. That's, I don't yeah, know. I suppose. See, I, mean, I, just, I wonder how many cases like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into religion, um, but, <laughs> but, you know, the movie does sort of, you know, and the whole lore sort of makes you wonder, like, what if a Hindu family moved into this house? You know, or a Buddhist family. Would it haunt or, them to the same degree? Or? Would it be different? Would it be the same? Would the solution to the problem be reading from a Latin book of exorcisms? You know, like, you have how, to wonder. how does that all work? You know, what are the rules? <laughs> you know? Well, see, that's the thing. A lot of the movies that we've been watching lately, the rules seem kind yeah. of arbitrary. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I do like the whole sequence when the team is there doing the investigation. <laughs> I think that's the best part of the movie. Because uh, all of the characters are interesting and likable, yeah, and what they're doing is is interesting. Um, so you know, and that that's kind of cool. Uh, I like the cop who you know is like, I don't believe in any of this, but you know, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, and this is one of those reason. nice breaks in the film where because in horror movies you can't have the constant tension, the constant scare, the con- and then you get a nice little break. You have the people who are there and it's sunny outside and you know nothing's going to happen for at least 20 minutes. Uh, so that's that's kind of what this feels like to me is that you get the whole movie crew out there. And is that the deputy from Stranger Things? No. <laughs> that's who he no, looks like. What's his name? I can't remember. Booker or something like that? Uh, I don't watch Hopper. it. So I don't, Hopper. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I watched, don't watch I watched it. the first season. I really liked the first season. In fact, I liked Stranger Things season one so much that I refused to watch anything past then. Especially now that it's so popular. Yeah. Well, People yeah. Are freaking out about it. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like. I've seen all three. Yeah. yeah the yeah. fourth one's coming out. They put the trailer out yeah. already. I saw. It's I, making I j- money. And oh, it wait. brought back the 90s. Come on. Yeah. People are wearing scrunchies again. And yeah. Winona Ryder's wearing those mom sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd see her looking like that, man. It's, Stranger Things, like I said, season one, I loved it so much that I don't want to see any more because it's like, okay, that was really good. I enjoyed that. I'm yeah. going to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Season two cannot make it, it. There's no way it's going to be better. It can only make it worse, in my opinion. Uh, you know. So they are doing their investigation with their 1970s technology. Yes. Um, which is Which is neat. Yeah. You know, seeing them, you know, they don't have motion detectors, so they have like a thermostat connected to a camera. Um, it must have been so much, you know, more interesting to do stuff like this back then, you know, because you've got to use like film instead of digital. You know, yeah, there was got, a lot more like digging around that you had yeah, to do yeah. once you got your footage and unlike uh, all the awesome technology that you guys can't see in Jason's office slash our studio guys because he's got... Every every little digital device and mobile device in the book. Yeah, I, I collect gadgets. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's awesome. Speaking of which, did you notice the uh, new laptop? I did. The Dell XPS 13. <laughs> yeah. Very fancy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that that's a, a new toy that's uh, going to help because uh, 
up until now, all of the sound effects had to be done straight on the board. So if I wanted to give you a, uh, you know, that <laughs> or that, you know, it was I was limited in what I could do. But now that I can connect this, I, I can do so much more. Oh, I'm excited to learn how to operate you know, that. Yeah, That'll be fun. But uh, so, you know, and again, the movie, I think, could be uh, shorter because we're kind of, yeah, we're just kind of wafting it's, through yeah, it. At the at moment. The, uh, yeah. At this point, it's sort of, you know, OK, yeah, stuff's happening. There is an ending, and then everyone goes home. You do get that kind of, oh, a happy family story in the middle of it, because now, you know, Mrs. Perrin and Mrs. Warren are talking to each other, and it's like, oh, yeah, this was our day at the beach. It was such a great opportunity for a photo. Like, it's just like, all right, this doesn't project. Yeah, where it looks like they're standing in front of a green screen. Uh, Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Just a little. Um, I I like the fact that they set up, um, they set up that, the memory of that beach thing is going to come back in the end, but it's not such an obvious setup that you're just going, okay, when, when is that going to come It seems back? like a bit of a one-off. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like, I can see yeah, that might just be something where she's, you know, ha- telling about the happy times and all that stuff. You know, that, that's, that's okay. It doesn't feel like, so how does I'm it go- come back? Like what, when she's like about to kill her daughter, that's what Lorraine, Lorraine's like, right, that kind of like pulls her back in while, yeah. when she's being, when she's possessed by the witch. Yeah. Oh. That's what she's using to tell her to remember the good yeah. thoughts. Remember that great that day. Yeah. Oh, everybody just keep loving Morty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah. Remember the good times, mom. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, so they're, they're all set up in the house and they're trying to listen for paranormal activity. Mm. And yeah. Uh, oh no, it's dark again. That means something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And it is kind of strange that they use shotgun mics all over the house. Um, which is, you know, somebody who deals with microphones. I was about to say, I don't know what that means. Well, so you're going to have to Shotgun mics it. are, you know, that's like this, you know, it's a microphone you see like on a boom pole in a movie, you know, okay. it's, it's very directional. It's, it's, you know, you, you point it right at something and you get the audio from right there. Um, it's just, I, it seems like you wouldn't use that because you're not going to hear anything that's not right down the barrel of the shotgun. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like if it's, it's not it's pointed, yeah, if it's, it's not equivalent. if it's not pointed in the right direction, you're gonna miss a lot. Like yeah. it just, I see what you mean. Yeah, I am realizing I'm getting bored with this movie, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is you know take the sound off and it turns into yeah kind of boring. Bit. You, you take know. you took its superpowers away. I guess is yeah. what it is. I, it is a movie though. If you are a grown ass adult and you're capable of being scared by a movie. If you put this on at night when you're home alone, I guarantee you it will scare you. Oh, yeah, listeners. I'll say that much for it. Oh, yeah, because you know? I, I refuse to be alone when I watch this film. My best friend, Meg, who knows me, I, I asked her, I was like, hey, so we're we're about to do The Conjuring for the podcast, and uh, should I watch it? Or And she was like, wait until Josh gets home. <laughs> she was absolutely right. So I take it you're not going to watch The Conjuring too. Oh, hell no. Or Annabelle, any of the Annabelle movies. Ew, no. Or The yeah. Nun. There are movies about the doll? <laughs> no. Oh, God, The Nun. That movie was so awful. I hated it, that Does movie. The Nun tie into this somehow, no. or is it just a different scary movie? No. The, the Nun is so bad that my nine-year-old watched it and went, eh. <laughs> you know, well your nine-year-old is a very logical badass he, so. well he he doesn't get scared by movies it's so i mean like he watches unlike movie. the evil emperor zerg yeah well yeah. sworn enemy of the galactic alliance ever since Zer- zerg was the last thing that really scared him in a movie and that is was, so was funny four, and it scared the shit out of him Aww. you know but now i mean no he watches movies because he just thinks the whole ghost thing is just dumb he's like yeah yeah 
you know, it's stupid. Like, what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, that's what he says that. He's like, well, what's he going to do to me? Uh. You know? And he's like, one, they don't <laughs> exist. And two, they're dumb. Wow. You know, he's technically not to correct yeah. you, but the nun is technically a prequel. Oh, oh is it? To the Conjuring movie. Yeah. Cause if you, and I don't know if you've watched any of the Annabelle, no, I other haven't. of the Annabelle movies, the nun is actually a figure in the movie. And so it's that's a prequel to oh. the Conjuring. So it might give you something. Schooled your ass, Jason. <laughs> to watch on Annabelle. Is it Very also cool. based on a true story or is it? I can't speak on yeah. that. But you know, it's if Hollywood. I made, if I made a horror movie, I would just put in the beginning. We made this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. It doesn't fictional. have. It doesn't just have to be true. Yeah. yeah, it'll still be scary for the I, hour and a half that you're in the I, theater. I do. I do like the fact that there was at least one theater, evidently, that had priests come in to like bless the audience. Mm-hmm. I love it. In um, the Philippines, it was in the Philippines. Oh, yes. okay. Well, that changes it because I thought it was a gimmick. Um, like you know, because oh, that might that might be the case, but in, in the olden days they would do stuff like you would go to a crappy horror movie and it was the stupidest body lame- of Christ, body yeah. of Christ. <laughs> but it was like the stupidest, lamest horror movie ever. But they would make you sign a waiver, you know, before you oh, walked to in. Build the intensity. You know, and it's like you know you can't sue the filmmakers of the theater if you if die of a heart attack while watching this movie. And, you know, Lord. teenagers are like, oh my god, this is gonna be so scary. And then you know. 90 minutes later, they're thinking, oh, I can't believe I paid to see this, oh, you know? Bastards. I've actually watched it twice this week. Just to, really? I watched it last night. Just <laughs> I watched it when I was in South Carolina over the weekend. I put it on to fall asleep to it. So. <laughs> what the hell is wrong but with I you, But I watched cousin? it in its entirety last night again. My boyfriend watched it. And we, I think we'd seen it one other time together. But, um. I find it scary, but I, you know, jump scares is what scares me. I, like other things don't typically scare me, and my house can kind of be a little. I'm all decorated for Halloween, so yeah, you she can is, imagine I have random heads in my house, and yeah, I see uh, Brandy posting all the time on Facebook. You guys, she's like, "Oh yeah, the Halloween store is open. Time to decorate the house," and it's like. <laughs> But that's like your year-round decor. Absolutely. In all Halloween yeah. store in January? How droll. <laughs> How trite. <laughs> but yeah, no, in my research, I read that priests in the Philippines performed blessings before the film was shown. So I don't know if it was a gimmick. It says it. Um, no, that sounds like it was legit. No, it's. It, they say it might have been a ploy to up ticket sales or it might have been a hint of paranoia concerning the dark feelings that came along with the movie. But uh, Catholic priests were actually brought in to bless the audience in the Philippines. Huh. Yeah. I like I like phrasing it like they were brought in, you know, like like tanks pulled up to the front <laughs> yeah. and a bunch of Catholic priests got up. We need a we need a brigade. Now now what could be more surprising? Gallons of holy water. And they 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 would do uh the one I liked was the uh if you died during the movie, the producers would pay for a coffin. And there was like a, there was a thing. And, and again, these what? movies, these movies were the least frightening movies that had ever been made. You know, these like horrible fifties monster movies where yeah. it's, you know, like, like Bert it's I- obviously a dude in a wolf suit. Yeah. Bird Eye Gordon movies and stuff like that where no one is getting scared by this, but it was brilliant because they would build up all this anticipation, you know, no one will be admitted in the last 30 minutes of the movie, you know, please do not tell anyone the ending of the movie. And, oh, you know, wow. it's like, Oh my God, I gotta go see it. I can't believe i fell for this again it's crazy and they did you know and and you know there was a little boy named adam in a in a 
drive-in somewhere <laughs> oh, <God>. watching <laughs> watching shivers of all damn things can we can we, can we talk for a second because adam's not here uh um, yeah let's talk some major trash um the witch yeah the puking in the mouth scene that was that, <laughs> that, that that'll get you in our adam that's what made us think of you yeah um no that was a coincidence total coincidence liar yeah i still can't believe that his mom took him to see shivers I can't, you, you saw the looks i was giving him when we did that episode i was like and what was hilarious brandy is that our our good friend adam brown he mentioned the movie shivers and so we did that as an as, as an episode and he said yeah when i was about 11 years old my mom took me to the drive-in and we watched that whole movie and she was like yeah worse things could have happened and i was just like what? Well, I, I, will, I will throw my mom under the bus completely. <laughs> she never cared what I watched. Now, if it was sexual, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget going to the drive-in in Dalton mm-hmm. one time, and it was a double feature, yeah, and we were this. watching this animal be sacrificed, and this guy who was supposedly the devil drinking blood from like this golden goblet you know Ugh. it was a very Manos, intense movie and i really wish me. i could remember the name of it because i would totally watch it again and probably laugh it was probably that bad yeah, but then yeah. second feature comes on and then automatically like five minutes in it's two naked girls making out she's like cover your eyes we're leaving oh my god well, so i got to watch anything horror related i wanted to but that was so absolutely a nice. <laughs> it's like watching movies with my dad when i was a kid and it, you know, like a naked you know a topless woman you know because it would be the one scene that they put right. in there to get that my, my dad was always like ah oh, geez turn your head yeah <laughs> but he wouldn't exactly verify that my head was turned he would just say he felt as though if he just said that that was sufficient he'd done his job well, <laughs> he communicated that you need to turn your head, well, and see, then he kept watching. That's kind of the premise of the show. I know we've we've you know we've ventured off the original premise, which is that we grew up in a time when our parents didn't really worry about what we watched. And uh, my mother got a little a little offended, Brandy, and you can hear her voice. She's like, "That is, it's not that we didn't care. It's just that <laughs> we it, didn't know any better." <laughs> well, she was like, "Back then, it was just entertainment. We didn't think about it like it was going to turn you into a serial killer or I like turned a rapist." Out completely okay, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, people, people. Uh, there, there's an old uh, old book, The Wizard's First Rule, which that's a whole conversation. But the, crickets in, in, in the book. The, the wizard's first rule is that if you want people to believe something, uh, make it something that they would be afraid is true. Because right. you can always convince people to believe something that they're scared is true. And I think with horror movies, it's the same with video games. You know, oh, yeah. people would, you know, come on the news and they would tell parents, did you know that if your kid watches Nightmare on Elm Street, he's going to turn into a psychopathic, you know, devil worshiping killer? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, there it was a bad all, sweater. Yeah. And it was, it was always nonsense, but, but parents were afraid that it might be true. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that it, that they were scared of that possibility, it turned into this whole thing where now all oh, of a yeah. sudden, you know, oh, what's wrong with the, you know, your child likes watching these Friday the 13th movies. What's wrong with him? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, so does everyone else. Well, I don't you know. know. We just had my cousin admit that she turned on The Conjuring to fall asleep to. So, God I, I could actually, I mean, other than <laughs> other than the ending, I could see that. It's a very calm movie up until the end, up until the exercise. <laughs> I found it really interesting. Of course, there were some jump scares and a few but I I really liked it and it held my attention and I have the attention span of like a four year old. <laughs> Literally, my boyfriend has a theory that if someone doesn't die within the first eighteen minutes of a show, I'm done with it. And I'm typically, out. that's kind of true. So I wow. need action, and I you won't find me watching 
a lot of like romantic movies unless they're just hilarious. Um, I typically like action or horror or sci-fi or whatever. And, you know, I've got to have something to hold my attention. And this definitely, I mean, I've seen it probably six or seven times since I saw it released at the theater. <laughs> and, you know, I can totally fall asleep to it. Yeah, I had never seen this movie. That, and when y'all talked about The Nun a few minutes ago, uh, that's I thought that was this movie for a second. So because that poster came up when I was searching for the conjuring. Did you which see is, the picture of it? Yeah. I was about to pull it up and show it to you. It's yeah, because I talked to Megan. I was like, does the. I was like, does this movie involve a nun that looks like Jigsaw from Saw? And she was like, uh, I can't remember because Meg's a big connoisseur of, you know, uh, the scary movies like you are, Brandy. So I was like, well, I need to know. I'm not watching more than one scary movie tonight. So well, see, and when you asked one. me to come on, I was thinking, oh, I get to talk about all of these movies. When you said pick your favorite, uh, and I'm like, gotcha. I can't pick one favorite. I can pick 20 favorites. I can't <laughs> pick one. Well, the good news is that we, you know, you can always come back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the maid has just appeared. Yes. Um, and and uh, the cameras are flashing. Yeah, the and cameras are going off. And weirdness is happening. And I think this is the most effective part of the movie. It's almost like an Acme moment where uh, Bugs Bunny jumps over all the bear traps and doesn't get yeah. stuck in them. <laughs> yeah. Where all the bulbs are flashing and they're trying to catch the creature and it's just not happening. Well, you know, they don't have a proton pack. I mean, what kind of a ghost investigator goes into anything like this without a trap? For real. A jumpsuit. If Egon were here, this movie would already be over. It would have like, been, a, no, five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It would have been five minutes. This is it? This is what you called us out here for? This, oh, isn't, even, fine. this isn't even fun like it's Slimer. Come on, guys. Yeah. It's basically Slimer, but he's mean, you know, um, which, uh, mean John Belushi. <laughs> yeah. Mean John Belushi. Um, you know, they, they, they have sort of the, the, the tropes of modern paranormal movies where they've got the gear, they're listening to the EVPs and they're doing all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I think because it's in the seventies and it's with seventies gear, I, I think the period really helps the movie. I think it really makes it a more enjoyable movie. Well, and that's um, why a lot of those horror movies take place yeah, in the 60s, in the 70s, before we had the technology to dispel a lot of, yeah. you know, the spooky aspects. Like, nowadays we've got cameras that are infrared, not just infrared, but, like, can see so much better in the dark. And it's like, oh, it was just this really creaky floorboard the entire right, time. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, technology has helped us with that. There's but, actually an app to detect ghosts. Did you know that? Oh oh, of course, why not? Right. <laughs> Went on a paranormal investigation in St. Augustine. Oh, my God. And so she gives us these, like, really weird, you know, keep your phones off. And, you know, we walked around and went to a cemetery, an old cemetery, and mm -hmm. explored. And your, your whatever was supposed to light up, you know, like if Pokemon there was activity. Go. <laughs> For kind, ghosts? Of, yeah. kind of. And then so she pulls out this app, this little literal app on her phone, and it's, oh, you can hear this, and you can hear this, and it was... It was funny. That's kind of like that walk. It's not the Walking Dead specifically app, but it's a workout app that involves zombies. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Uh, where yeah. you're running like you, and you, you got your headphones. chased by zombies. Yeah. And the yeah. slower you run, the more slowly you run, the louder the zombies get, like they're chasing you. So it motivates you to run faster because they get My quieter. My trot. <laughs> it, zombies are no trot. That's about it. I am power walking the hell away <laughs> from these zombies. Hey, when I was a kid, zombies couldn't run. 
You know, when I was a kid, zombies. Well, they don't were run on zombies. The Walking Dead either. They run in like Twenty Eight Days Later and oh, yeah, different franchises. Yeah. I am Legend. Yeah, Twenty Eight Days oh. Later. A, 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 <laughs> yeah, a movie where the main characters are really desperate to be eaten by zombies because yeah. they do every single possible thing to get eaten by zombies. Yep. You know, let's go to sleep in the middle of a field. I know. Let's take prescription drugs, then go to sleep in the middle of a field. Yep. At least we won't feel the teeth gnashing into us. I don't know. That's a, yeah, a plus. You know. But um, but it looks like we're finally coming to the crux of the movie. Yeah, and, and this is you know when okay it all becomes clear. See, and it, okay here's here's what got me. It was like the answer to the question is the witch possesses people and makes them kill their children. And the only problem with that is that I didn't know that was the question. It's like ah I we figured either. it out, but I didn't know we were trying to figure it out. I you know like it. it Maybe I knew enough about it beforehand. Possibly. And it's so it's sort of like, okay, well, didn't they already know that? Like, they knew it was a witch, right? And they knew she killed her kids. Like, they knew that part. I don't know. You know, it needed an ending. Yeah. Is, is what happened. It needed, they have to have everything come to its dramatic conclusion. Yeah. And of course, we wind up in the creepy crawl space in the basement. I know. And, and, uh, yeah. I know. The crawl and space. a hangman's news yeah. that somehow hasn't unraveled in like the fifty or so years since somebody and that hanged was, themselves. That's, that's a good hemp. Yeah, you know? that was a that was a. Um, that's a New England knot right there. <laughs> they know how to tie them knots. Ooh, the ice oh, cream yeah. cone. That one sounds complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But tying yeah. a hangman's news. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, we get to really the sort of end of the movie uh, well, where. There's so many crawl spaces. I've never lived in a house with crawl spaces like that. And yet it still has like 50 billion rooms. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The house is the size of a shopping mall. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they keep well, running. I mean, it's a family of five. Yeah. And yet there are all these rooms and yet the children have to double up in I know. bedrooms. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense yeah, either. It's like, why can't I have that room? Well, that's the one potato too, buddy. Uh, Sorry. Sucks to be you. Do you guys even know what one potato two is? No. I've, no. I, you've never heard of the place. God, it's so weird. The place? No. I've the heard... restaurant? No. No. Oh, okay. That's so weird. I've said that yeah, apparently no one around here knows what the one potato do. It's, it was it, like a mall restaurant hmm. that it's... It, this one I know is not the Mandela syndrome. I was going to say that's I have, in an alternate universe. <laughs> no, because I have actually met people who remember it that's and I've, I've seen people make jokes about it on TV. Um, but it's one of those things that it's Was like, anyone else around when you heard those jokes on TV? <laughs> uh, yeah, but they were puppets. I gotcha. So, um, but they could talk. His so imaginary cool. friends. <laughs> I wish I had imaginary friends. Can you see them right now? <laughs> oh, I missed a huge opportunity on the shivers. Uh, I need to bring that up because Adam had that theory that uh, the parasites were like, they had stories installed and that's yeah, why yeah. they made their hosts behave a certain way. I was like, so wait a minute. They're basically Teddy Ruxpins with like different tapes being inserted yeah, into just, their bodies. Yeah, that, yeah that's sort of <laughs> it. Yeah. Hey, don't mess with Teddy Ruxpin. Have you seen the video? White lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did we do before the internet? I don't know. What did we do? We were probably a lot more productive. Yeah. Well, I, so, I don't know about I, that. I don't know. I actually think the internet helps my productivity because I, before the internet, I couldn't have a TV at work and I do better. I work better with the TV on. Same. And, you know, I remember the first job I had where I would, uh, 
we couldn't stream anything. There was nothing to stream, but I would mm-hmm. bring in something and I would play it on my computer. And my boss like was like, "You can't do that. You can't watch TV at work." And I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, b- because I'm accomplishing probably more yeah, than the other was." Yeah, no, I, I'm getting more work done. You know, you can you can look at the numbers. I'm doing more work now than I was. And it's mm-hmm. like, but still, it just feels wrong. Yeah, my like, my boss loves that because I had Bob's Burgers on once in my office, and it was the episode where the shark, the mechanical shark, is flopping down the street. The three D. I, th- I think that's my favorite episode of Bob's Burgers. It's one of my I top. Love, I love that episode. It's one of my top five. But uh, my boss does not invest in entertainment really at all. He doesn't know The Walking Dead. Doesn't know Bob's Burgers. Nothing. And he was like, "Is this the is this the Sharknado?" And I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> I was like, this wow. is a cartoon. <laughs> Not that, <laughs> but Bob's Burgers is so much better than Sharknado. Did he say it like that, Sharknado? No, he literally said Sharknado. I still, t- I still tease him about it. I was like, what about that word? Uh, is that that, that Sharknado? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not with the times, but that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, so, so now um, here's the problem. This, this I know that uh, X Men came well, maybe around the same time as this movie, because remember when? Or did they? <laughs> Sorry, Adam's not here. I gotta do it. <laughs> you gotta fill the void. I, I, look, I don't Jesus. want. I don't want to do it. It's just something I. It's you know. a disease. Yeah. <laughs> He's your parasite. But yeah, hey, uh, hey you started this nonsense. Oh, God. I just brought it home. So anyhow, the mom being dragged around. It's a horror movie where everybody starts acting like Adam Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most terrifying movie ever. Uh, let's get the that. Then I would definitely burn the house down <laughs> for sure. But no, the mom starts getting dragged around by the possession. And I was like, that makes me think of Magneto when uh, they yeah. spike that guard with all the iron in his blood. And Magneto's like, oh, what is it with you? You're different today too much iron in your blood and then he was throwing him up in the air because he was suddenly magnetic yeah, enough yeah. for magneto to do that that's what the mom, i yeah, was like oh the, all those iron supplements yeah, she's that's been the taking. part where the guard is flying from one wall to the other going this seems implausible <laughs> well and the fact that lorraine wants to get scissors to cut the hair so you know that automatically keeps the witch from you know picking up more hair and dragging her around yeah thank god yeah that she was so fast with those, with those yeah. sewing scissors yeah she's like the uh, the nurse uh, on the lice episode just shaves her head meanwhile you know <laughs> yeah. there's a woman somewhere in this country who has watched this movie she's like no those are my fabric scissors what are you doing <laughs> i would say those are my hair scissors I, I that's why i looked at you i was like i, I knew brandy was gonna say that well so we we are approaching if not the end of the movie the the end of, of the episode, our time yes. with the movie um so we need to go over really quickly. Uh, we kind of already did, but like, what what's the ending of the movie, Brandy? Um, the ending is is she is depossessed by the uh, by possession. The be gone. Yeah, exactly. I'll depossess any housewife for twenty nine ninety five. Free shipping well, for three easy payments. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's Mike, no Mike longer Holmes. possessed, and I guess they go back to their normal lives in the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to keep talking, even I'm though I'm sorry, taking pictures. I can't. I've got to pose. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, but Talking and then the of course the the Warrens go to the next. You know. Yeah. Where where the the fam- investigation? Yeah, and they they go. Yeah, to they the, just peace out. They're yeah. like, our work here is done. Yeah. Bye, gang. <laughs> yeah. And it's all over. I mean, it would be a hell of an interesting life. You know, just I mean, just yeah, like, that's very true. You know, we're going from case to case, you know, 
from town to town, you know, trying to find the person who murdered your father, but <laughs> always getting mixed up in these paranormal things. I think that could be a series. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. How does that, <laughs> and and Je- they could cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan and then I would actually watch it. Uh, he's probably available. He was in the show. I hate you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we, we get priests involved because like you do, uh, and they basically, they, they bust the ghost. Yeah, they do. And they then the family the goes back to living, living their normal life for the next decade in the house. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it, the Warrens need to tell people at the beginning of an investigation. It's best case scenario is we get rid of the ghost and then, then you, you burn you the house leave. down. Yes. Yeah. And don't, then you leave. Yeah. Don't get yeah. any, don't leave any of this behind. Like just Our worst burn it case to the ground. scenario, everyone dies. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, well, you have to put that in the addendums just in yeah. case. Like you, you don't want anybody thinking that failure isn't an option. Yeah. Are you, are you Dana <laughs> menstruating? Oh God! <laughs> Bill Murray would have taken a totally different approach. To no, this. Dana only Zulu. <laughs> oh, Zuli, Zuli, Zuli. Oh God. But yeah, so uh, this is about time, Brandy, where we approach our final thoughts on the movie um, and we tell people where they can find us on the social mediums. So uh, any final thoughts on this movie about maybe why you picked it? Any any special facts you wanted to share that we didn't? I picked it because you pressured me to choose a damn movie. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't choose one until two days before we I recorded. I did not. There was like a lot of options, and I was actually going to pick Hereditary, but I was afraid that that would absolutely terrify I've you. never even heard of it, and that's probably because <laughs> the good Lord has made machinations to keep me the hell away from it if it yeah, sounds that it's, scary. It's so. an interesting movie. But, um, yeah, I, I chose this one just because I find the Warrens and their story really interesting. You know, Hollywood, of course, has dramatized everything a lot. but They are know, interesting. There there, there's are no interesting two ways people. About that. Um, the, the whole museum is interesting, the, the idea that they kept the artifacts. And I always find, I take it back to Supernatural and the artifacts. <laughs> and then before that, Friday the 13th, the series, their artifacts. And, yeah. you know, and the fact that this family keeps these to supposedly keep people safe, you know, and so they're not released back out into the world again. But the fact that it is loosely based, I would say, on true story quotation marks and that they're actually real people. And right. they did come under a lot of scrutiny for supposedly being demonologist and, you know, handling all of these paranormal investigations, I find that I will continue to watch, you know, anything about the this particular family. I think it's admirable that they keep the artifacts off the street. It's like when uh, Phoebe on Friends has an entire tray of alcohol, <laughs> and Rachel's like, Phoebe, what are you doing with all those drinks? She's like, if there's more, if I drink more, then there's less for the kids to drink. Like, it's, I'm doing a service here. So that's cool. Well, Brandy, um, is there anywhere that you would like for people to find you on the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere like that, um, a I, website you want to share? I am perhaps? on Facebook. Um, I have a professional profile, which is Hair and Makeup Artistry by Brandy Wyrick. And I also have an Instagram profile, yeah. which is Brandy underscore Scissorhands 13. <laughs> Follow me. She doesn't do hair for a living game. No, <laughs> not at all. But uh, I will actually be more than happy to link those uh, in our show notes on our website when awesome. your episode comes out. And gang, as always, you can reach us at Hindsight is Horrifying on Instagram. You can reach us at Hindsight Horror on Twitter and Facebook. 
And we have a new domain name, which is hindsight.show. So please stay tuned for the spooktacular happenings of hindsight is... What, what have you been calling it, Jason? Oh, I, I, I call it all kinds of different things. I still think it should be hindsight is hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but you let your business partner name it, so that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gang, this has been a great time. Brandy, thank you for joining me and Jason in the studio. It's been a blast. And uh, thank you guys for spending your drive time, your business time, your whatever kind of time with us. We appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. 